0: That's a really weird sexual fetish. I like to go to hospitals and fiddle people's kidneys. Hey, man,
1: don't knock it till you try it.
0: and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture-related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I have our wizard of wait-what, Chinoda.
2: My body is sore. I've actually been working out. It's a mistake. Don't do it, people. Stay unhealthy.
0: (laughs) I I cannot condone what he's saying. And our chivalry of Shota's Shotaro.
3: Oni-chan no chinchin sugoi.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Well, as, oh, as, he's, as he's expertly uh, pointed out there, that's one of the things we're going to be talking about tonight. But before we actually get into that, we have a little bit of uh, news and announcements to cover. Uh, first of all, uh, we recently, just this week, or last week now, had our uh, Best Boy and Best Girl Hall of Fame votes end. So thank you all to all of you out there who voted for this um, via our website and through our the Facebook uh, links I put on our Facebook group, which you should definitely go join if you haven't already. Um, we
2: have 200 people in there now. Holy we have shit. more than
0: 200 people. We have about 207 now. Um, since the last time I checked. But uh, yeah, it's definitely growing and and definitely join because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good stuff that gets posted there, art and a lot of memes and and some lewds. So yeah, definitely check that out if you uh, get a chance um, and definitely become a follower there. Um, but yeah, I want to go ahead and announce the uh, results of the Hall of Fame vote. So joining the Hall of Fame Best Boy Hall of Fame class of 2018, we have our Best Boy of 2017, Ray Kiriyama from March Comes in Like a Lion. And then entering the Hall of Fame through the Hall of Fame vote, we have uh, Yuri Katsuki from Yuri on Ice, uh, Isaiah Orihara from Dora Jotro Jotaro Kujo from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, and last but not least, we have Alucard from Helsing. Um, my boy. Yeah,
2: my boy. <laughs> my
0: vampire boy. Although he's not so much a best boy as a best man. He's not even
2: a man. He's just a eldritch entity.
0: You make a good point. Uh, Anyway, moving on. And then in uh, the Best Girl Hall of Fame class of 2018, we have our Best Girl 2017, Hitagi Senjigahara from Awari Monogatari Season 2. And then from the Hall of Fame vote, we have uh, Yuki Nagato from the Melancholy of Haruhisu Zumiya. We have uh, Winry Rockbell from Full Metal Alchemist. Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop. Yuri Hirasawa from K-On! And Seltie Sturluson from Da-Da-Da-Da. So uh, again, thank you to everyone out there who voted, um, and if your favorite Best Girl didn't make it in this year's Hall of Fame vote, there's always next year. And of course, we also have, throughout this this year, 2018, we'll have our uh, seasonal Best Boy and Best Girl tournaments going on. So, um,
2: all I will say to that is, all those characters that we just listed off, that one can get the dick. Just okay. saying. Okay.
0: Uh, moving on um i will say that um in the 2 years now that we've done this uh i think that yuri Kotsky ended up getting the highest percentage of votes for a hall of fame vote so i think he got a, ended up getting like almost 25% of the vote so that was pretty cool Sheesh. so now we have both victor and yuri in the hall of fame say it
2: where they belong um, together
0: yeah exactly they do belong together um so another a bit of news that I personally want to talk about. So if you've listened to this podcast or if you follow our Facebook uh, group, uh, if you've done that for any length of time, you know that I am obsessed with Virtua Youtuber Keys in the Eye. Well, it was announced earlier last early last week that she is getting her own thirty-minute-long terrestrial television show. It's going to be a variety show where um, I Chen will be like introducing and talking about. Uh, the latest trends in music anime gaming and internet culture i'm assuming a lot of this is going to be limited to like japanese culture music anime um uh, and gaming um but uh i it's just it's been absolutely amazing as someone who follows her to watch how how much her popularity has grown and just exploded um i really hope this 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 tv show does well because i i think it will lead to even bigger better things because a- anime! Win. When is she going to get her own anime? It's all I want to.
2: Technically, she is her own anime. Uh,
0: you could say that. I mean, she's definitely an animated character, and she does anime-like things. Um, yeah, she's got uh, 1.5, actually, all uh, closer to 1.6 million subscribers on YouTube now. So, I mean, if you haven't heard of her, you kind of live in a rock, I think. But yeah, I- I'm happy. I know, show you fucking hate Keisai.
3: What? i don't understand the appeal what I can i say
2: it's okay it's a okay. ignorant slut
0: <laughs> rude but yeah um rude. This, <laughs> yes exactly rude um uh but if you if you are interested in checking it out the show is called it has a weird name keys and i know beat scramble is the title of the show and it premieres on april 6th on bsn or bs i think is actually how it's pronounced um uh, in japan hopefully there'll be a legal way to watch it outside of japan but i don't know um we'll have to wa- wait and see
2: crunchyroll pick it up <laughs> wouldn't um, surprise me it really wouldn't
0: actually no it wouldn't surprise me given how popular she is if like either crunchyroll or funimation or one of those you know streaming services does pick it up um and then we have one other piece of news which actually will segue into what we are going to be talking about for our topic night. Um. Recent, actually, was it? It was the end of last year. The creator of um, Roni Kenshin. Um, oh no! I know, I know. Um, no- Nobuhiro Watsuki. Uh, he was. Uh, he was caught in a little compromising situation when it was discovered that he was in possession of some child pornography. Quite a bit of child pornography, as it turns out.
3: Um, and when you say child pornography, you mean depictions or films of actual children.
0: Yes, it was actually it was DB, DVDs of like real life like 3D children. Um and they were very very young. Um however, it it came out uh last week that like, he concerningly has concerningly
2: been... young or okay for Japan. Oh. no, no, no like, what, you, what like, are you? What
3: are like, you saying?
0: Don't even. Yeah, that's not even, I'm not even going to entertain that as a joke, Jesus Christ. Um no. Uh it was young like elementary school age kids. Um and this is not surprising if you consider who Wadski is, because he has actually said publicly that he only likes looking at girls who are in late elementary school or middle school. That's the only girls that appeal to him. So he is actually like a, a publicly admitted lolicon like, in real life. Um, so he's kind hey, of a creepy hey, dude, that's but a he made any kitchen, so he's not so bad. Uh, but no, what he did was absolutely terrible. But what was even more terrible was the news that came out last week that he was fined brace yourself he was fined 200,000 yen and that's it no jail time no prison time no community service a 200,000 yen fine and if you're asking yourself well that sounds like a lot of money well in currently at at current uh, at current uh, currency prices that equals about 1900 US dollars so less than 2,000 dollars for possessing child pornography that's not a punishment That's a slap on the wrist. Hell, that's call it it even a
2: slap on the wrist is a joke.
3: Yeah, it is a joke.
0: If this is what Japan considers like a a criminal justice system, it is a joke. I I don't know how either of you personally feel about how people who actually are into child porn, but that's not
3: right. (laughs) Oh no, it's definitely like what happened to him is just baffling like i can't believe that japan would think it's like they're just treating this crime as something like civil like not even not even a. it's like not a serious crime when this is like one of the most serious crimes you could commit and you're only gonna get 1900 usd fine are you kidding me like if i park in a fucking handicap parking lot i could get 1900 usd fine is that the equivalent, uh, severity of the crime that japan is trying to say as possessing child pornography like that's just ridiculous it's setting like, such a
0: low bar for what justice is supposed to be
2: now i do yeah. wonder if it is because of the position the man himself is in as a public figure
0: i think that has something to do with it being that he is like a uh, kind of a star and it's even worse <laughs> I, I mean it makes it worse but i think that 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 is why it happened the way it is um it's because he's in the public eye I mean I can't really think of another reason he should have I, I, this is my personal opinion he should have gotten jail time he should have gone to jail for at least 10 years
3: he definitely should have gone to jail um and I think I don't know about what uh date this statistic is from but I've heard that Japan's conviction rate is 100% so that means that everyone who is charged of a crime gets convicted, which to me tells me that Japan's police system is very problematic. Yeah. I'm no criminologist, but I feel like there are a lot of problems in the police and criminal justice system in Japan. And this is just another mark on that, because this is just, this is stupid. It's so disproportional to the crime.
0: Yeah, and like I've heard that statistic before. I don't think it's quite one hundred percent, but it's it, it's insanely high. Like it's it's in excess of ninety percent. Um, and it makes me wonder if like those uh, <laughs> if those uh, Ace Attorney games are actually supposed to be an, a parody of real life Japanese uh, criminal justice.
2: That would be amazing if it was. No,
0: well, no, it's not because <laughs> the criminal justice system <laughs> in Ace Attorney is fucked up beyond belief. But, I don't know. True. I mean. I read this and it it, it legit made me angry because I don't care how famous you are. If, if you're in, if you're into watching kids get real live children get fucked. You're sick. I'm sorry, but you are.
3: I, I feel like I've heard of a trend where photographers do gravure images of underage children. And that's legal. And gravure is like, if you don't know what that is, that's like, erotic positions in semi-revealing clothes but not pornographic
0: yeah you don't see like genitalia and
3: stuff but i think that's legal and like semi well not common but like it's a thing in japan yeah so i mean i I don't know about the japanese sensibilities about child abuse because like i also know that there's a big problem with rape in japan where it's like The police don't take it seriously so just sexual crimes in Japan I feel are not really they're not taking them too seriously yeah
0: Yeah. well and you hear all the stories about women getting groped on subways and stuff
3: yeah I don't know how I don't know how true that is
0: (laughs) but it's to the point where I have seen pictures in actual like Japanese subway cars where it says please don't grope women like if you have to be told that that's a problem (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah Anyway. So, do you have anything else to say about this before we go into our topic?
2: God damn pedos.
0: <laughs> oh, look at that. A wild John appeared, everybody.
2: Woo-hoo. Holy shit.
0: The Loli The is among us. The lowly Gods have summoned me. Yes. <laughs> they are benevolent, but sometimes they're angry. <laughs> <Andrew>. Anyway. Angry. <injury. laughs> god. Never trust Oring. Never. Anyway, moving on. Um, So, segueing off of our last uh, news article right there. um, Tonight's topic is a little bit heavy uh, for some people. So, the topic tonight is about lolis, shotas, and child sexuality in anime, manga, and in the broad sense of Japanese society. So, uh, you know, take it for what it is. Um, And also... Just uh, to point it out at the beginning, uh, this show might run a little longer than our usual episodes because we actually do have quite a fair amount of points to talk about. Um, and a lot of these will probably take a little bit of discussion. So uh, we'll start off with the first point of discussion. And that is to define the terms Loli and Shota as they like, uh, as they, what they mean to us. So, uh, John, what does a Loli or a Shota mean to
1: you? All right. <laughs> As king of the lolicons, um, I hereby decree that a loli is someone who just looks like a child, but is not necessarily a child. And what that means is flat chest, supple little buttocks, and oh, just gosh. in general acts like a 10-year-old. That's a loli. I thought
2: you were going to keep us out of jail, <laughs> not could I
1: say it. I'm not. This is... All right, you know, first of all, lolicon... Hold on, <laughs> wait, shit, I don't have the page up. Fuck. <laughs> god damn it you oh, un- god prepared, no. sloppy mess <laughs> but to me on the real the definition of lolicon is just any anime character drawn in the style of like they're supposed to look young as in i'd say less than the age of 14 right like right before someone develops so they obviously should not have like giant tits Opai lolis are not real lolis. Fuck anyone who says that. It's not true. They do not exist. Oh. We'll, we'll get starting, into that a little bit later. Starting wars early. Uh, and, you know, Shotas are the same thing. If if they're meant to be, look like they're 14 and under, I'd say they were lolis or Shotas. That's, that's where I draw the line. Regardless of age See, or not. See,
3: I would draw the line below 17, personally.
0: Oh, oh okay. Boy. Isn't that isn't that above your uh, strike zone? Oh, shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please don't arrest us and send us to jail, FBI, Big Brother could. A-
0: FBI, relax, it's for it's for a podcast. <laughs>
3: that just, uh-huh.
0: doesn't apply. FBI man, shut up. I'm, it's just for a podcast. Um Sh- well, Shnoda, what do you think? What is a lowlier ishota to, to you?
2: To me personally, it can just be someone that looks young, you know. A, below the age of thirteen, let's say it doesn't necessarily have to be a sexualized uh, younging. Younging, a
0: younging, a younging, yeah. a younging.
2: Got to throw okay. some of that American term in there.
0: American, I think that's Sri Lankan for kid, but anyway. Oh the fuck God. no. Um, anyway, um, I kind of agree with with um, everyone. know a, a little bit that. I personally don't think age has much to do with it as so much as appearance, and I also don't think it has to necessarily, the, the character doesn't have to be sexualized to be a lowly or a Shota. They can just appear that way and be used for a variety of other reasons. Um But I was interested that, I was it was interesting to me that none of you mentioned, like, personality in any of this. Do you think that personality, personality of a character doesn't play any, doesn't like, factor into the appeal of a lowly or a Shota?
1: Alright, so here's the deal. Uh The personality of your lowly is is very subjective and to me I think classifying something as a loli or a shota is just body type that's pure just physical like it's a physical like I like the flat chest twin tails little girl or boy whichever <laughs>
0: <laughs> equal opportunity
3: <laughs> yeah I mean I would have to agree that it's much more a physical thing than a personality because, like, the personality varies, like, you can really have any personality. The defining traits are mostly physical, in my opinion.
0: Well, I mean, I, that's, definitely, that's definitely a possibility. I mean, and, and, and piggybacking off that, going into our second point that we wanted to talk about, what is it about lolis and shotas that either we or the, the public at large or the, the, the fan base at large find appealing about lolis and shotas?
1: All right, I'm going to hijack this again as okay. resident king right. of lolicons. I personally love lolis and shotas just because they're cute as shit. Like, I love moe. I love cute things. I love just staring at these animated small children. Like, in, um, God. Oh, man. I say I love the show, and yet I don't remember. Gakuen Babysitters. Like, have you seen these little children? They're, like, two years old and three years old, and they're just, like, running around being little children. They're so cute. Right.
2: That's the one airing this season, right? Yes,
1: it's, yes. That's a show airing this season. And that's just an example of like things of cute things that I like looking at. Um, another one that I know is pretty famous because it's literally just pandering towards lolicons is um, is the Order of Rabbit. Like the literal oh, synopsis of the first season of the anime was just a cute show about cute girls. That's literally what it said on Mal. And I was like, I'm hooked. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking watching it. And I watched it season one. And I'm like, oh my God, this is super cute. And all these girls are like, I think some of them are 14, 15. One of them 16. I don't know. But they're all drawn in the style of Loli because they're all just cute and like rabbits. And I just want to pet them all day. No sexual, nothing. Just They're just so <laughs> cute. They must You must protect
3: and G- Gakuin babysitters isn't sexual in any way right
1: no not at all it's just about this brother who takes care of his younger brother and he's also a babysitter for the school and it's actually very sweet and cute and it actually made me cry when i read the manga because uh-huh. of like <laughs> because the backstory of like why messy lolicon. right <laughs> it's so sad like why the older brother takes care of the kids and like why it becomes that he has to take care of his younger brother i'm just like i I feel so sorry for you and it's like they do these scenes where um the little brother kotaro meets uh i think ryuji is just the the older brother's name i don't remember the older brother's name i only care about the kids anyway please don't (laughs) arrest me wow can we get a a clip of that
3: (laughs) no please
1: (laughs) please don't arrest me
3: anyway Just, I
0: don't care about the only uh, the older brother. I only care about the kids. I mean, the I older brother is cute kids. too
1: because he takes care. Like he's so sweet, and I'm just like, I wish you were young. you were like related to me somehow. I would Uh-oh, pet okay. you all day. This as is well. taking a dark turn. Just saying, they're, oh, they're all cute. Watch the show. What just cute? I'm done.
3: The way you describe in babysitters reminds me of Poco's Udon World, where there's a, yeah. a character that is like not sexual in any way, but like super cute and adorable. So, this is definitely that appeal of sh- lollies and shotas, where it's just pure, like, not sexual, it's just... Innocence. Uh, they're cuteness. just cute.
1: Yeah, yeah they're cute, yeah. and they're innocent. And also, Poco's Udon World, oh my god. Oh, I love Poco. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love counting things!
0: <clears throat> now, you, you, bring up, you bring up another point. Like, is, is, it, is that something, like, like you say, Gakun Babysitters or Poco's Udon World is that something that even though it doesn't sexualize the the loli or the shota characters is it still a show that could appeal to a shotacon or a lolicon
1: I can't
3: speak I definitely think <laughs> oh, go ahead. it's oh you can't speak <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't speak <laughs> for, Oh he can speak I can
1: speak obviously I can't speak for other people who want to call themselves lolicons or shotacons but for me personally I just like cute things and it just so happens that because I like cute things I'm considered a lolicon so just pointing that out
3: I think um that the fan base for lewd uh Lollicon and Shotokan and the fan base for like super cute non sexual are pretty different. I feel like the appeal is pretty different and I feel that some people in one fan base may not necessarily uh fall into the other fan base as well, but I do think there is some intersection. Yeah,
0: it's a fair point. Um I, and I think that shows, like Gakuen Babysitters and Poco's Udon World, kind of point that out. Um, How so? By showing that you don't necessarily have to be like the stereotypical overly sexualized shota to just <clears throat> enjoy it for what it is, or Lolly to just enjoy it for what it is—a cute character being and acting cute.
3: And also, like it just—it's a completely different mood and tone. Where it's like with Poco's Udon World with the moe cute. Shotas. they're just it's like a family show like it's just wholesome and it's just a good time and then when you get to the sexual it's like kind of weird but kind of like it puts still you a good on the time end, for you you know <laughs> yeah like it's just a different experience it's, i feel it's very different in some ways yeah
0: i uh, know it's fair point um which kind of leads into the next thing. Do any of you believe that overtly sexualized depictions of lolis or shotas constitute a form of child pornography and or pedophilia? Assuming that
3: you like it. Okay, first Ooh. of all, um, I think that the uh, questions of child pornography ugh, child pornography and pedophilia are two very different things. So, like... Well, for, considering first, that
0: you wrote this...
3: <laughs> no, uh, you... Changed it. This is not the original phrasing I used. But... um, So pedophilia in particular... Do lollies and shotas... Arouse the same feelings that a pedophile would feel... For an actual child, that's where is it a form of pedophilia. And then child pornography is a completely different thing, where it's a legal thing and an ethical thing. So there's two different questions. That's true. I mean, wants that, that's, to.
0: that's very true because it's actually, <clears throat> it, as sick as it may be, it's technically not illegal to be a pedophile. It's only illegal to act on pedophilic instincts.
1: Correct. But, you know, in this, like, so, in this society that we live in, if we know that someone likes diddling kids or likes the thought of diddling kids we don't like them like they i mean but
3: not all not all child molesters are pedophiles and not all pedophiles are child molesters there actually is there's, they're not all the same.
1: That's true, and I don't believe in restricting their freedoms. If they don't act on their urges and they're responsible with themselves, they don't cause any harm to, like, real-life children, then who am I to say that they can't have their 2D lollycon porn, right? Like, so are you implying that the 2D between...
3: lollycon porn uh, satisfies pedophilic urges?
1: I honestly don't know. Maybe. Because it's hard to describe. When you think of pedophilia, it's more of a like brain disorder. They're just wired to be sexually attracted to young children, whether it's age or body type. There's actual there's pedophiles out there who only go for like little girls or little boys under a certain age, or if they only go for a certain body type. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then sometimes they'll be like, you know, you have pedophiles who they'll date 18, 20 year olds who look like they're 10 year old, but they're technically not like doing anything illegal right technically not so yeah i mean assuming that they're above
0: the age of consent then yeah they're not doing anything that's illegal regardless of how they look but i definitely think that that show is right when he says that there's there is for sure a disconnect between child pornography and pedophilia because one is a state of mind whereas another is an actual act that has to be done because you can't have child pornography (laughs) without actually having a child and filming them doing some form of act that is pornographic. So I definitely think there's a disconnect, but John also points out that, I mean, it, is, it, is it okay if people who are like, who are pedophiles, can they use stuff like Shota and porn as a form of therapy to I keep think, them from offending?
3: I think it has been used as a form of therapy. In yeah. Yeah.
2: There actually have been studies done places. on this too, which support this very statement. Yeah. And honestly, thinking logically, it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, and it, well, and, and it makes even more sense than I like. Th- there's been this idea of well, there's already child pornography out there. Why don't we give it to people who are non-offending pedophiles? The deed's already been done. Just give it to them so they don't actually act on the urges. Whereas I, you can say that that's. I
1: know that's kind of like right. iffy. No, 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 this is it's a slippery really slippery slope there. Th- th- yeah, because you're yeah, not thinking that's... about the victim, alright, Because uh, I do, yeah. I do know of a case. Oh, really? I do know of a case where there was a child pornography thing that was distributed. It was very major, and it's of this one lady, and she was on this talk show. Like, she's all grown up. She's, like, 20-plus years old. And she talks about how, like, it hurts her because she knows that there's still sick fucks out there with videos of her being abused. And I think that itself is wrong. Like, we can't—we should not be distributing that around because a child was hurt. Even if it's already in the past, you can't just be like, well, I mean, it's not happening right now to her, but what about the victim? How does she feel knowing that there are sick fucks getting their rocks off to her being abused?
3: If you put this in, like, a broader context, like, video evidence of crimes, it's, like, illegal to possess that so why would it be okay to possess a video of someone raping a child? True. So it just doesn't make sense to have I'm, I'm not
0: saying that I, I, I actually agreed with that. I'm just saying it, it is something that's been put out there as, as a, a thing. I don't agree with it. I, don't, I completely agree with John. It's still sick, and it's, it should just be destroyed. Anytime they find like physical copies of child porn or even digital, it should just be destroyed. Um, but... I don't think you have that same thing when you have, you know, 2D representations of lolis and shotas. Like, there is no victim because it's a drawing.
1: But then mm-hmm. people do uh, argue that 2D still supports the claim that, well, since it's fine in 2D, you know, it's going to urge people who are sick in the mind to think, well, since it's allowed on the internet to be 2D, why can't I do it 3D? That's what see, I... Okay. see.
2: <laughs> okay, see, the I... thing about that is, is those people, if they can't possibly fathom... To think, to comprehend the fact that that's not okay, they're already that far gone. There is a clear difference between people who can not think and can't at that point.
1: I completely agree with you, Shinoda, here. Because I personally believe that people who are pedophiles, they're just wired like that. It's not something that they picked up. It's just something that's inside their head. They were born like this. And if they don't have enough of a will to control themselves and they we'll go over the edge you know if we allow 2d porn right And then they suddenly just go on a raping spree or something. That person would have never made it anyway, regardless of having the 2D there or not. You know, it's I don't I personally don't believe that the 2D art form helps them like decide whether it's fine to do it or not. That's just a state of mind for this person.
3: It's the same argument you see with any depiction of a crime where, you know, the criminal would do it whether the media existed or not. Like maybe the media enabled them. But there's a million other things that could enable them, and it's not really the media's fault. It's ju- it's the criminal who is taking the media and using it as an excuse yeah. to commit these crimes. Yeah, because like, people
1: they people argue that the media is, they <laughs> it's a platform. You know, we're giving them a platform in which that this uh, cooks in their mind and it stews, and they somehow twist it and think it's okay. If you so people want to remove erase that platform. That's, if you erase every
3: single possible platform that could trigger a criminal, you'd be blind. So there's really <laughs> no point in... Because, like, the, the main issue here is the, the criminal mindset, which you should... If you want to uh, prevent potential criminals, I would suggest... Um, lobbying for more accessible therapy and like for screening of like possible criminals because i don't think that the censorship of media is going to really help the issue i think it's a very roundabout it's a, i also think it's a very tokenistic way for politicians to seem like they're trying to actually address an issue when they just want to procrastinate it because i don't think this is a very i don't think censoring media is going to really help anyone uh, is not it's not going to prevent crime. It's just a tokenistic. Oh, I yeah, care about preventing crime, but cer- it's not certainly
0: not censoring any kind of
3: artistic expression like as
0: like a be all end all is not going to end crime. Like people who are who have a criminal <clears throat> mentality are still going to commit crimes regardless of whether you take the capacity away from them or not.
3: And also how we brought up about um, child porn the real uh, child pornography of actual children um, and like what is the ethical problem with having it after the deed is done? Um, I understand that the ethical problem is that um, by keeping it in circulation, you're c- um, you're contributing to the commercialization of that product, which increases the industry demand for that product, which obviously, like, um, it makes the industry more viable for people who produce child pornography, which is a crime. So... That's, to how I understand it, that's the main problem with uh, keeping child uh, videos of child pornography um, in circulation. Whereas that problem doesn't exist for a lot of shotokan because it doesn't really contribute to any crime being committed. So there's yeah, a difference there's, there as well.
0: There's no victim, so there's no crime.
3: Yeah. Okay. And I yeah. like there is a victim with... Uh, child pornography that had no no because like that we brought it it was implied that there's no victim because it's already been committed but there is there's there are future victims oh yeah for sure there are future victims for um videos of child pornography being in circulation which is why it's illegal
0: (laughs) i was gonna make a distasteful joke about the only real victim is the sperm but (laughs) oh honey that was in poor taste i'm sorry
1: i don't even get the joke but let's move on from that please the sperm died uh, he was. <laughs> yeah, the sperm died. That's the victim. That's the joke.
0: Whatever. <laughs> it's not so funny if I have to explain it to you. Uh, but I, before I move on, I, are we like are we in somewhat of agreement that that while child porn is by definition illegal, like depictions of Loli and Shotokan porn shouldn't be made illegal? I don't think so. No.
3: Uh, so okay. for the same reason I just stated about how real porn contributes to an industry of criminal activities while lolly show to porn does not i think that lolly show to porn is not child pornography for that reason okay what about you chinoda
2: um agree with show honestly there's not nothing much else i can uh i can add on to that um end of the day it's 2d drawings or animations whatever no one's getting hurt what's the big deal
3: fair enough all right, we'll move on to <laughs> wait, wait, one more thing. About um the pedophilia thing. Like um so we've discussed how it's different from child porn, but like I feel, at least personally, that the that being a ShotKan or a lolicon is a different mindset than being a pedophile. Like I feel there it's a different set of attraction and I don't think they're the same thing. Um I definitely think there's like a very big distinction. Um, what do you guys feel about that do you think it's the same thing what is? I the definitely difference? think there's a
0: distinction because of just how it how it's portrayed. Like it's it's very ex, it's an as we'll talk about in another point that's coming up. It's an artistic exaggeration.
3: It is. It's a very exaggerated. It's very surreal. In a, like a there's
0: no there's no human being in the world that's ever had eyes that have been that big. And, oh come on! And had <laughs> a facial structure that <laughs> looks like any lowlier or shota I've ever seen.
3: That's true. Um, but like also just the way they act, the way they talk just the context the situation and it's all extremely fictional and i feel like it is very obvious that it is a fictional depiction um and i feel like i do feel like there's a, a very large difference between attraction for this really uh blatantly fictional art style and attraction to actual children i would say there's definitely a difference yes do you have any opinions john
1: <laughs> i completely agree like like I explained before, there are pedophiles and there are lollicons. To me, a lolicon, again, how I am, is that I, like, just, I just like cute things. And it's not limited to just like little boys and girls. I love dogs. I love cute figures. I love plushies. Oh my, going into right?
3: bestiality.
0: <laughs> it's for a different that's, cast. That's a topic another for another podcast. episode.
1: But then, you know, and then there are pedophiles, actual pedophiles. They care about the look that... They actually look like they're young, or whether their age is pr- appropriate or not. Because it's like, even if they look, let's say they look like a ten-year-old, but they're like thirty years old, they'd be like, "Oh, fuck that. That's gross. That's an old bag, right?" <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, because most Lolicon goers, they're just like, regardless of age, like it's okay because she's five hundred years old, and it's like, oh, it's fine because she's two D, right? There's always the excuse of like it, they don't really care about age. They just care about how they look and how they're perceived. If a character, a Lolicon character or a lolly a lolly character is portrayed as just super sweet and super cute that's all the fans or the lolly cons would just love about the character that's it it doesn't matter like so, if they're 15 16 or 100 or a 1, thousand years old it's so not for the you age. it's a
3: lot it's a
1: lot about the personality
3: of just being cute and moe yeah that's it yeah okay <clears throat> all right
0: well uh we'll move on to our next actually there's two points that are somewhat related here um, the question is why are lolis and shotas so commonly associated with pedophilia? Why, hi, while high school characters are not? And then, considering the ubiquity of the of a high school age cast in anime and manga, is lolicon slash shotakan the only option if an anime chooses to include sexual themes? Well, now, I, know a, no, I, know, I know you had no go ahead.
3: No, I know you had a a gripe with the wording of the pedophilia with the high schoolers.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, so I I was talking to these guys before. So there's actually different kinds of pedophilia if you want to get specific about it. Pedophilia by definition is a a sexual attraction to anyone, what was it, 13
3: or younger? Prepubescent, so Pre- around any, yeah, Prepubescent. So younger.
0: any 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 to any age before puberty. So that <laughs> that's like the literal definition of pedophilia. And then you have hebophilia, which is attraction to individuals who are currently going through puberty so pubescence so typically between the ages of 11 and 14 and then after that you have the um which is basically anyone who is post pubescence so 14 to 18 or 19 Mm -hmm. so by i mean by definition it's a high schooler like even a sexualized high school character is not technically pedophilia if you go by that literal definition of it
3: so i would say instead why is there such a stigma against pedophilia and not a pedophilia meaning prepubescent and not a feebophilia which would be post just post pubescent like Fifteen to seventeen, but still illegal.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not
3: sure personally.
0: I'm not sure if this has more to do with like s- Japanese society or like but, Asian like, society in general being more open to the idea of like a lower age of consent or you know whatever. Because like I, I don't know, this <laughs> kind of a, a, it, it it's a lot of semantics in my mind.
3: Uh, also, like I'm really talking about what the Western fan base has categorized because this is uh because i don't know what the japanese fan base is like so because yeah the western fan base has a problem well some of the western fan base has a problem with prepubescent but post-pubescent is fine even though it's still illegal in western countries so, I don't get it. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, a, maybe an
1: example of this that I thought of was uh, Yoko from Girl in Ligon. She's, like, what, 14, right? 14 years
0: old, and she does not look at it all. Yeah,
1: it's like they portray her as she's supposed to be some middle school, high school character. She has, like, giant titties and wears, like, hardly nothing. She's literally wearing a bikini top and, like, Daisy Dukes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like she's obviously... And she acts very adult. Yeah, and she's obviously sexualized in the series because, you know, look how she's dressed and how they portray her in the show. Yet that's okay, but if you reverse the roles of, like, well, she's 14, 15, but she looks younger, it's like, no, you're a pedophile! Fucking get, go to jail! Like, come on. So it's basically,
3: like, the aesthetic that matters, not the age, which is extremely problematic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, you can mask your age with a lot of tricks,
3: but. Yeah.
2: For example, just straight up not looking like your age.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, makeup does wonderful things to real people.
1: It's true. I'll forever look like I'm 20 years old until I hit like 50. <laughs> they don't look like 80. It's how Asian people age. We're cursed. We are. It's not, cursed. He's not I'll entirely wrong about that. Um,
0: but getting back to the, the the um the the point I was trying to make, like. I don't... Obviously, I don't think that lollies and shotas are the only option if an anime chooses to include sexual themes. Um, I don't think that anyone would consider, as John pointed out, I don't think anyone would consider Yoko from Gurren Lagann an actual lolly. No. Um, See,
3: like, it's common that it's not considered. I'm just... I'm I'm in disbelief. I'm like, I don't understand why this is okay, but this is not. I don't... (laughs) I... like citrus, right? I haven't actually watched citrus. I assume they're in high school.
0: Yeah, they're um, and there's yeah.
3: sexual scenes. I assume. Uh, so then, yes, that there, be are scenes, like... there are like there.
0: There are scenes of a sexual nature, but it hasn't been like explicit. Like you have, there's no. There hasn't been any nudity.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, it is a TV anime, but <laughs> I assume there's some like pretty uh, on the on towing-the-line scenes.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a there's a scene, uh, not to spoil anything, but there is a scene where uh, one of the female characters puts her hand up the skirt of another and starts, you know... Going to town. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Really? Or even, like, Straight up? Damn. But I mean, the they're fully line, clothed when this happens. Still yeah. hot.
3: Along the same line, like, Scum's Wish is maybe a more explicit version of what's yeah, happening but, in but Yeah, Citrus. basically, yeah. So, like, but no one cried pedophile or, like, child molestation in scum's wish or no citrus but it, but it, it you can, is you can,
0: you can also say the same thing actually happens in the real world because there's like these these stories that you hear of teachers like high school teachers having rela- sexual relationships with their students who are of high school age and they're not labeled pedophiles most mo-
3: more times than not wait what are you talking about <laughs> I- They're not labeled pedophiles? Are you kidding me? Isn't that, like, against the Board of Education?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it is against the law, but you typically don't hear teachers that have those kinds of relationships with their students actually labeled pedophiles. Okay. I mean, I feel like we're missing a
1: point here. The fact that, you know, jailbait. The term jailbait exists for a reason, because there are a ton of dudes... And I guess maybe girls that like looking at 16 to 18 year old women who are just really, they look really nice, but they're young, right? Like, Wait,
3: that's not jailbait. Oh, that is jailbait.
1: That's jailbait. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so a lot of, shame on a you. A lot of these cases are for like people who are considered jailbait and it's not technically pedophilia. What did you, you guys call it? What's the last one? Uh, Post-pubescent? Yeah, whatever that is. Post-pubescent. These kids, they're technically still kids. You're right. But they're post-pubescent. So they're like young adults, really, is what people kind of see them as. And it's not that bad because it's like, well, you're 16. At least when I was in high school, 16 years old to 18 years old, there's plenty of people having sex. No one really cared, honestly. I I knew a couple girls who were sleeping with (laughs) men who were 23 years old, like five years older than them. And I'm like, that's a little creepy. But, again, it's not wrong.
3: It's like, I mean, I hear a lot of, um, by professional uh, psychologists, um, that a lot of discourse about why pedophilia is so detrimental is that, like, I'm talking about prepubescent pedophilia, is that um, the brain of the child is still developing. So it's introducing something so, I don't know, intense as sex is very disruptive. I don't know. But the point is that the brain is still developing, and that still applies to post-pubescent children. Their brain is still developing. So, and yes, I agree that in a social context, a lot, I feel like Western society accepts post-pubescent attraction as something normal. Um, but from a medical standpoint, it's you can say use the same, uh, like... Justification against pedophilia against prepubescent, you can say, use the same justification for postpubescent. So, and like in normal society, it's it's normalized. But I don't.
1: Should it be? <laughs> probably not. But probably yeah. Probably not. But we do anyway, right? <laughs>
0: like...
2: a lot yeah. Of I mean,
0: that. uh, maybe that's just a failing of the human species. I don't know. <laughs> I <would say> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but getting back to the the how it's portrayed in anime i i think that it's like you you termed it it's become so ubiquitous you don't even think about it anymore like i didn't think i don't think about it when i watched citrus that they're in that they're in high school although they clearly are because it's kind of ground into you i didn't think about it when i watched uh, scum's wish yeah same. i didn't I, think about it it's like you like, forget about
3: it well because yeah, everybody's in crazy. high school <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, you do kind of forget about it when you're watching anime. There are a lot of ch- characters are in high school,
1: or of high school age. And a lot of them don't look like they're in high school, or definitely look way too old for high school. It's so weird.
0: Well, hell, I know, right? Like, in GTO. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, Cromartie High School. Half of those characters didn't look like they should be in high school. <laughs> well, yeah, um, they
1: look like they should be working in an office. <laughs> exactly. Um, but... It, it, to
0: point to point to a show that's airing this season again is Darling in the Franks. All of those children are that are in it are somewhat sexualized. Yet they're they're pretty young. See, they're I
3: very young. I definitely thought about that they are too young for this sexual uh yeah for these sexual themes like immediately. Like that didn't um that didn't go fly by me. Well I yeah, like, ba- but, but I don't know if it would fly by other people. <laughs>
0: True. I think some of it has to do with how the characters look. I mean, some of the characters, especially Zero Two, doesn't exact. She doesn't exactly look young. No, um, she
3: looks as she could pass for an adult woman easily. She does,
0: and I think that's the reason that she is as sexualized as she is, regardless of how her personality is. But I believe that's one of the contributing factors. But um, and this is going to be a slight spoiler for a recent episode of of Darling the Franks, So just a couple minutes here. One of the recent episodes, in fact, the most recent episode is the time of this recording, dealt with the children going through puberty all at the same time. I don't really
3: understand that. I I I, don't understand how the situation that occurred was a reflection of puberty, but okay.
0: But bear with me. Bear with me. Um, Oh,
3: I understand it now. (laughs) I'm so glad that we didn't even say
0: anything. (laughs) Without even saying anything, I have explained the plot of Darling the Franks. I am a god. Um, no, um, God, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, um, it, it makes me wonder if that's going to be, like, explored is like, how the sex, if they're going to be more sexually, like, sexualized now that they're going through puberty than they were before.
3: Hey, they're not prepubescent anymore. It's not pedophilia. No.
0: It's definitely not pedophilia. <laughs> oh, Lord. But again, that's just that's a recent example that it kinda goes along with what we're saying. I, don't know. I think it I think it has more to do with societal norms than anything else though.
1: It
2: definitely plays a part into it
1: i mean if you want to talk about societal norms i come from a culture where 14 you know when you're right at the pubescent age that's where you find a husband and then by 15 16 you're popping kids out already it's normal in my culture for that being i feel like hillbilly mountain people
0: i like that yeah if if you think about it like if you think about it like the 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 lifespan of of humans over the last 100 years or so has increased dramatically and like pre 1900 it really wasn't that um it really wasn't that like out of the out of the realm possibility that by the time a woman was 14 she was married and had a kid if you fertile you ready if to go you even
2: made it that <laughs> far cuz yeah i rates mean it were very low
0: and maybe maybe our response to it is just a delayed reaction to how long our um, our lifespans are getting. I don't know. It's something to think
3: about. I think.
1: I don't know. I, I'm just saying from a from my point of view, like as an Asian person, always going to family parties, like I get to play you, the Asian card. Hey, huh? hey! Not
3: a pedophile, I'm Asian. Not a pedophile,
1: Asian. <laughs> Not a pedophile, Asian. It's okay in my culture. Anyway, no, like. Yo, every time I go to a family gathering, "Hey, you married yet? You have kids yet?" I'm like, "No, I'm only like 25. What do you want?" And they've been at, they've hell I get that is and I'm legitimate white.
2: It's a problem for us Asians, by the way.
1: Yeah, no, this starts when you're like fucking 16. 16, you got a girlfriend yet? You're going to have a baby soon, huh? After high school? Like, what the fuck? I am 16 years <laughs> old. I am not ready to have a child. I do not have money for a child. <clears throat> like
2: this is ingrained into our culture is the thing.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. I mean, I'm I'm white, and I get that same thing every time I go to a family gathering. Yeah, it's
1: just because you're super old and haven't had a person over in ages. <sighs> <laughs> Got him! Oh, <laughs> the burn! That, that that was.
2: You know, was a bit much. you
0: know, I I, I I can't I can't even I can't say anything to that because he's right. Single tear. <laughs> oh,
3: no. Oh, I'm gonna go person.
0: cry now. You can find another fucking host. That's what okay. you've done.
3: <laughs> Well, what, thanks what for joining us tonight at to... Anime Club
2: <laughs> episode. <after. laughs> oh my god, we can do it! <laughs> All right, well, let's move
0: on. All right,
3: let's. Well, move actually, on from... we could segue into another point about whether um, prejudice against Lolly Shota is actually racist because Japanese people tend to look physically younger than the Western sensibilities can discern, and maybe Japanese customs are different and their cultural their cultural sensibilities of what is uh, ethical or what is um, uh, a good age to start looking for a partner is different than the West. So, is it racist to be okay. prejudiced against loli Shotas?
0: Okay. So let me just say, like, I kind of agree with what you're saying that it's a it could be a Japanese society thing, but. I think throwing that term "racist" around with this is kind of going a little too far. I don't necessarily think it's it's inherently racist. Um, I, I think that it has more to do maybe with the Western sensibilities, but I don't think that necessarily makes someone who is against the depictions of lolitas and shotas a racist themselves. I personally think. I,
1: mean, I... I personally think, show that mm-hmm. people are allowed to have preferences. All right, if you if you like people who. <laughs> look like they're 10 years old justifying
3: pedophilia with john
1: (laughs) yeah that's i mean as long as you like their personality i don't think it matters what they look like on the outside right you know it's what
0: the more you know
1: it's what's on it's what's on the inside that counts more than what's on the outside but that's not to say that people don't have preferences like to the inside i i have a friend who you know he's very traditional taiwanese and his preference for a wife is like just the typical small Chinese woman, like five foot two, stays at home, takes care of the kids type of deal. And he would prefer it if she was not voluptuous. He d- he can't handle it, and that's just how he was raised, and that's what he wants. <laughs> can't he, can't, handle it. he can't. He can't handle voluptuous. <laughs> he can't handle man. the thick. Like physically. <laughs> At least that was when I <laughs> that's when I first met him, but he's broadened his mind now more, especially since he's lived in America a little bit longer now that he's realized like the ideal beauty isn't the standard of beauty of Taiwan shouldn't like be applied here in America if he really wants someone who's not oppressed like back in the old country, I would say.
3: Oppressed? Wait, what does petite women have to be op- have
1: to do with oppression? Uh the fact Oh it's... boy. It's that these uh, petite Asian women are supposed to be, like, subservient to the, the dominant male. They're always staying at home, taking care of the kids, taking care of the house while, like, serving the man. Always at his beck and call type of deal. And that's and just you know
2: what? The thing is, that is what worked for the longest time in, in, in all of human history, in fact. Let's be real for a moment. Yeah. And this isn't to be sexist well, not... or anything. <laughs> this is literal history. This is what we've been as a species. But times are changing, and that's just a matter of fact. Anyways, I just wanted to add that on real quick. I'm no, sorry. No, that, that
1: was a good, good ad add. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to
0: history with Chinoda.
1: Yeah, history. Oh, well, God. World history. <laughs> World history with Chinoda. No, I just wanted to Oh, yeah, to just, no, we could
2: talk for hours with that. I just I wanted, wanted to point
1: here. out that, you know, people are allowed to have preferences, and just because you want someone who doesn't have double Ds and is not is a size, like, one or two maybe a size zero that's yeah that's fine that's not lolicon. that's not pedophile that's just your preference
3: well would you say people that have prejudiced people in the west that are prejudiced against the lolly shows art form are just um enforcing their own standards of what how a western person would physically look yeah onto japanese people
1: yeah which that's terrible does not
3: does not fit
1: that's just enforcing your view of like this is what the ideal beauty should look like and that's not okay
3: so would you say it's racist then, when, on some level?
1: I can't say it's racist. Maybe too strongly. <laughs> it's it's a prejudice. <laughs> it's not racism. racism it's bit. prejudice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean that that's,
0: that's John. John makes a good point. Like prejudice, prejudice in... Is that even a word? Yes. Prejudiceness. Prejudice. Whatever. prejudice
3: yeah. is, is. is a noun itself.
0: Okay. Prejudice in prejudice by itself is not racism. Racism occurs when you actually apply it to a subset of people all the time.
3: Okay, well, that's not how I would define <laughs> define. Well, that's why you're fucking
1: wrong. Racism. <laughs>
3: racism is not an wrong. act. It's racism is not an act. It's a mindset, and prejudice is not an act. It's a mindset. Being prejudiced against a subset of genetically different people than you is being racist, in my opinion. But it's it's semantics. I think we agree on yeah. like the basic points.
0: I don't. I don't necessarily think it's. Ne- it, it is a. It may be a prejudice, but I don't think it's a racist view personally.
3: Oh, is it sexist? What are we talking about then? Is it not prejudice based on race? It's prejudice based on appearance. <laughs> that is genetically linked to the Japanese genome. <laughs> not genome, but whatever you know.
0: <laughs> yes, but that's like saying that. Okay, to me, that's like saying that if I don't like a certain uh, a certain shade of skin. If I personally don't find that physically attractive, that means I'm racist against everyone who doesn't have a specific shade of skin, regardless of where they're from on the planet.
3: I'm like, it, to me, it's more like seeing a black person and giving them sunscreen because they're tanned, in your opinion. It's like, oh, oh, you that? look tan, you need sunscreen. Oh, you're, j- you're Japanese, you look young, you need to go to the fucking elementary school. To me, that's what it seems like. No, do you
0: know what do you know what racism is to me? Racism is walking up to an Asian person and saying, "Hey, are you
1: Chinese?" That okay? At this, I, I, I nothing love, to do with anything. <laughs> I, yeah, this is like candiding off. I'm just saying. A uh, quick story. I love it when people do that. They try to guess my race because they're always wrong.
2: Yeah, it is pretty fun. I I, I agree According to,
1: that. to the rest of the world, the only Asians that exist are Chinese, Korean, and Japanese, which is not Don't true. Forget
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I have to ask John, because you did mention this, what's the
1: weirdest like race you've ever been asked if you were? Uh I, Ooh. honestly I would say when they asked if I was Burmese, and I was like, How the fuck Burmese? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm half Laos half Thai, you know, I'm Southeast Asian, so it's near there. But I was just like, Who the fuck Jeez. guesses Burmese? That's just weird.
3: It rhymes with Chinese. <laughs> and, oh god. What is it called now? Hey, Myanmar? Them, Myanmar?
0: Yeah, it's called Myanmar now. <laughs> give him credit for knowing the country.
3: Yeah. If it doesn't rhyme with Chinese, then it's not Asian.
2: Oh, Lord.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now
0: I'm just hungry. Anyway, um, what was the next point we wanted to get to? Oh. Okay, so another point that we wanted to get to is uh, are lolis and or shotas simply, and we mentioned this before, just artistic exaggerations of young yet of legal age women or men?
1: Yes. Well, I don't, I would say (laughs) not necessarily of legal age. There's definitely a lot of lolis, shota, artistic exaggerations of young ones that they have an undefined age because technically you can't say that this is a depiction of a five-year-old girl. Like, it will always be an XX like, type of age situation.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, th- the thing that jumps out to me, and this is used as a defense by Lalikans a lot, is a character like uh, Shinobu from the Monogatari series. Like, it's legal. They she's literally state her age as being <laughs> 500 years old.
3: See, the thing about Shinobu is that not only is it sta- Okay, I don't really care if it's stated whether she's 500 or not, but she acts like... A, an adult or someone that knows what's going on because she does know what's going on because she does, and she doesn't act like a child she doesn't act vulnerable <clears throat> or like she ignorant or naive she acts like an adult that has been through experiences so re- she presents herself as an adult she may look like what the western sensibility um co- would consider a child but she clearly acts like an adult and I feel like a lot, well not a lot, but a good majority of lollies and shotas that are put in these sexual situations, they do display a lot of adult-like traits. And I feel like on many levels, adult-like traits are mixed in with childlike like traits when, when it comes to shotas and lollies. And I think that's maybe very inherent to the art form. And that might be something that makes it different from like actual pedophilia because lollies and shotas shota art they take a lot of artistic um they take a lot of creative license a lot of artistic exaggerations and they definitely incorporate adult-like traits with that exaggeration into their art
0: that kind of goes into the idea of the muscle shota and the opai loli
3: yeah which are semi-common trends Mm -hmm. i've seen them on and off yeah, it's certainly and, more common than it used to be.
1: Yeah. And I don't, I, I, don't I definitely know history. so with muscle shotas and opai lollies, I, I feel like they're not true true shotas and lollies. Just saying. Due to the fact that like, you know, again, I define a lolly as something that looks cute and ten years old. With opai in it, it's like, well now they have giant boobs. But this does bring us back to the whole, well, what if they act like a child? Like, um, What's that? What's that super pedophile anime? What? Could, could Kodomo no Jikan, right? Children's time. Kodomo no Jikan. Yes. In Kodomo no Jikan, there is an opie lolly. and this is explicitly that they are in like what four for fifth grade, and there's a character who yeah, has it's a- elementary school for yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a, a freaking elementary school girl that has like double D's or some shit, and it's like that's just so physically Jesus. impossible, or rather, actually, it's so rare. It's not impossible. It's extremely rare, and they use that. As kind of just like a sexualized thing, because you know the, the, the anime is about like sexualizing children, kind of. Not really. It's it's a weird thing. I don't want to go into it because most people see it and they, yeah, that's just total like pedophile stuff, and they're not wrong. But they're not like
0: I don't recommend watching it unless you want a call from the FBI.
1: Kodomo like, G-Con sexualizes children, and that's what I would consider is pedophilia, right? It's yeah, it's definitely it's
0: definitely pedophilia it's, or pedophilic. It's beyond sure. the
1: point, and it's. It's beyond the point. Um, I can argue though that it's a good show because what the show is trying to show you is not just like baiting you to watch it because hey, look, we're sexualizing children. It's talking about children who are being who go from post or prepubescent to pubescent and then post prepubescent pubescent. So that's why I thought it was actually not that bad of a show if you look at it in that term. But you'd have to be able to look over the fact that it's a very uncomfortable thing to watch a show that shows like children being sexualized in a certain way. Yeah.
0: I could definitely see that. Now, before we started this podcast, Shob pointed out to me something I'd never considered before.
1: And that is that Hestia from Don Maji could actually be an opai loli. She is definitely an opai loli because her personality, which, you know, some people consider the personality is what makes the trait. So there can be opai lolis if you look at it like that. Like, she has a younger body, but she has giant boobs, but she acts like a damn child.
3: I think the only thing childlike about her is that she's short. I don't think she has a childlike personality. Like she does you so can much be playful
1: though. and an adult. Like what? <laughs> nah. But yeah, she's short, so they do depict her as like a lowly, a small child, and also has opies. <laughs> she's also the worst. Just saying. Excuse me. Fuck She's you. The bestia. Bestia okay, okay. <laughs> is bestia. Get, get the fuck out. Yeah, now well, let me ask you Dun something. Don Machi is a terrible show anyway, so let's move on. Fuck I you. Have do with you.
2: <laughs> oh, Lord.
0: Don, Don Machi is getting a second season in a movie.
1: Yeah, it's going to be crap. Fuck you. I will watch it. We're moving it. on. I love it. We Hopefully. are done with this. No. I don't so, no, Don Don want to talk about Don Machi. I move wanted, on. No, shut up.
0: Shut up. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask show. So does that, do you necessarily consider Bell in that show to be a Shota?
3: Well, Ooh. since we've like categorized it, I don't think he's prepubescent, but I would consider him a Shota because he looks under 17, which is my max for Shota. 17 is <laughs> <laughs> not
1: right, even Shota a point. anymore. Or Any, whatever. Hey, he makes a fair point. He does, right.
3: Well, like, okay, but, like, if I saw... Okay, this is... Okay, anyways. Like, a prepubescent child and, like, a pubescent child, like, they're both kids. Yeah. Like, they're both... To me, they're both, like, I would, like... I treat them the same way. They're just, like, stupid kids. (laughs) Like, oh, is there really a difference? But, like, once you, like, after 17, like, you maybe are not stupid anymore and you have, like, some sort of, like, serious... You in some way you take life seriously, so I'm like, okay, I can take you a little seriously. But like before that, they're just stupid. They're all just stupid. <laughs> so they're all the same. <laughs> That's my. That is my. Now uh, who's racist? Sound, <clears throat> my wait, how's that racist? It's That's my medically. Yeah, it's ages. <laughs> it's my medically sound um, analysis of puberty. You can quote me on that. <clears throat> okay, uh, Doctor Show
1: i'm just saying um, pre-pubescent and actually pubescent that's what i would consider lolly shota and post-pubescent is just bait that's just jail bait that's not even pedophilia or lollycon con shota con anymore that's just out the window
3: yeah i'd agree well i would think bell is pubescent then
1: so bell okay. would be uh shota then yeah mm-hmm. yeah not, by, by, by that definition bell would be a pubescent. shota oh okay yeah. <clears throat> all right
3: all right that's
0: fair enough um now, now to show you put in here the point that uh, many many times in fact many more times than not um, animated uh, lolis and Shotas uh, have voices that come from adult voice actors yeah now, and- I
3: have I have a
0: I have a I have a thing about that okay so I think that is more of a technical issue than anything else because i think that there is a distinct lack of good child voice actors in japan i second this to do those voices like that, that no. this is
1: no 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 before you start on your whole spiel show i have to back up <laughs> my man alex cuz he is completely right it is rare to have good child actors and that's why there aren't very many on the market doing shows and that's why they use Uh, adults. But also, I'd like to add in that there are just some adults who can exaggerate being a child better, or a lolicon, or a shodokon better than a kid could. Because, like kana hanazawa like yeah yeah kana hanazawa or in the um in death march arisa she's portrayed as a loli like all the characters in there are portrayed as lollies, but she's like supposed to be um she acts like in the color like grandma arisa because she's like old she's an old bag but she's a lolly. so it's it's super exaggerated how much of a con she is but she's also considered an old bag or an old hag whatever yeah but, I
0: mean, it, and there, there are uh, lolis and shotas in anime who have been voiced by child characters. Um, Sumugi in Sweetness and Lightning was voiced by a child actor.
1: Yep, that was... And done mm-hmm. very, very well, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, she was also in Brachamon. So, yes. She was Hina. Mm. I recognized her voice. Uh,
0: um, but I mean, I, I just think I think it has more to do with the technical issue of not having a whole lot of good, decent child voice actors in Japan. And I think that I mean, that you're forced to use a, a, a voice actor or actress, who typically an actress, because a lot of women do young boy voices. Um, I think you're just forced to do it like you have the, you have voice actors like Kana Hanazawa or uh, Rie Takahashi who can pull it off really well.
3: So when adult voice actors do voice children, do you find it jarring or do you find it fine? I think it depends
0: on how it's done because there are times when it's done really, really well and there are times it's done really, really bad. I don't think overall I would say it's jarring. Um, I would say that it's definitely noticeable when when they use a voice actor or actress who doesn't have a lot of skill doing it.
3: I feel that it's very inherent to the industry that uh, voice adult voice actors voice child characters because it's just it just happens so much, and I feel like it's very common. Um, and I brought up this point not trying to encourage more child actors because um, when you do. <laughs> Lolly shows a content that is very sexual. Obviously, you would not want child actors to do that. But I do bring this up not not because not to concern with why the actors are adult or children, because as you said, um, there's just a lack of child actors. But more so that it is just a fact that there is more adult uh, adult actors, and the effect of that is that a lot of child characters have. <clears throat> clearly discernible adult voices with adult sensibilities and adults like you can you can tell they've had a lot of experience acting there don't you can try to act innocent but it's you can clearly tell that it's a put on innocence that a lot of experience has culminated into that and that experience is to me very like apparent like and i feel that it's very it's very jarring for me when an actual child actor comes in because it's completely different it's a different style than when an adult voice actor is voicing a child because it's a different it's a very different set of skills put into the voice acting and as well as voice actors like most obviously all of the people that work on um lolly's show to art are adults and <laughs> Obviously, like the scriptwriters, everything is adult, and I feel like in some ways their adult sensibilities comes through in the final product, and I feel that there's a very large combination of the adult sensibilities into these works that are supposed supposedly about children, and actually it comes to mind because a lot of Disney um, movies like do the same, obviously. Um, Some of the voice actors are actually child actors in Disney, and obviously all the animators are adults. But to me, Disney goes for a more authentic um, child depiction, whereas in anime, I feel like they don't even try to go authentic. They, they, They physically try really hard to inject adult sensibilities into their work that focus on children. So I think anime in particular really melds the adult and childlike for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: would argue though wow. that there are some shows where they choose and have child actors, voice actors, that are just slice of life. Like for example, um Sweetness and Lightning, Sumugi is voiced by legitimate like nine year old and Definitely going to Barakamon the what cast did you, of the young characters. In you Barakamon, Naru and Hina are also voiced by children and they act like kids they like they fit the role perfectly they the the characters are written to be actually children who live on an island Hina's the cryberry Definitely. and crybaby and then naru is just like the village scamp and she just runs around being such a little piece of shit and i love her god i love naru <laughs> she's so cute <laughs> anyway. like to
3: me when i was watching sweetness and lighting and lightning i found it jarring that Sumugi was uh acted i find it very obvious and jarring that she was acted by a child actor just because it's something you don't see a lot and that it's something unique and something that you wouldn't get uh to see or hear uh very much because now, most are you other saying anime don't do that
0: yeah are you saying it's jarring in a bad way or a good
1: way
3: I'd say drawing in a good way. Okay.
1: Yeah, and you're right, because a lot of writers who do insert Lolicon or Shotokan characters, they tend to just mix them up with, like, here, they just look young, but they act like adults. It's really weird. And then we, we've, we I have become very accustomed awkward. to that. You're right. And I, I that's why I really enjoy it when they do use kid characters who actually act like children. If they're supposed to act like children. It's really hard to get an adult to act like that. Yeah.
2: Not well, it difficult, is. but it, uh, if an adult will act like that, then it'll moreover speak to their acting prowess than anything.
1: That's true. Yeah. I just think child actors aren't that very good at acting. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a,
3: a lot child. because they
0: don't have the experience as the adult actors. Probably, yeah. yeah. I
3: mean, yeah, mm, well, the, the few child actors that I have seen uh, are mostly pretty talented, but I'm assuming, like, the pool is very... Uh, Low. oh
1: That's yeah i'm sure mean. the
0: pool is not very deep for <clears throat> child actors or especially child voice actors in japan
1: mm-hmm. understandably i mean yeah when you have like uh i'm not sure if you guys know nanahira or real they're um, artists in japan and Nanahira has, she literally sounds like a loli. Like that's just her regular voice. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. She just has an oh, anime wow. voice and she sounds like a loli. Real also sounds like, like a loli. She sounds like a middle schooler and they've always sounded like that. And that's kind of how they got started on Nico Nico Doga. Cause that's just how they sound when they sing and people just labeled them as like the forever, the legal loli and the the middle schooler. But you know, I love both Nanahira and Real their music. I love their voices, but why, why would you use a child actor when you can just use that instead. That's what I'm trying to get at. You know, when you have people who do sound like they're younger, it's just fine like that. It's just better than trying to get an actual I child mean. actor. Like, for if you're thinking about recording, you know, because a- and you're in the studio, you're voice acting, you're working there for a couple hours every day for a couple weeks, like, to a m- couple months... It's pretty tough and it's tougher on children because they're so not used to working that hard. But being an adult and being having a voice like that, I, I feel like you have a more you have more of an opportunity to get selected to be in a cast. unless the producers oh. really wanted the authentic like we want children playing these characters.
0: Uh, there, there's something else to consider too. I don't know I don't know how it is with the anime industry or the voice acting industry in Japan. I do know here in the US when you have a child actor or even a voice actor, you, there's, there are certain restrictions that there's things they can't do. There's only a certain amount of hours they can work every day. So there's a lot of technical aspects that go into it that you have to consider when you hire a child actor.
3: Speaking of the U.S., like, even in dubs, they use all adult actors, mostly. And I can, like, you can tell, like, I'm not, I don't mind it, but you can tell they're adults. And you, it's very jarring when there's actually an English-speaking child actor in a dub. Like, it's very, you can tell very apparent like ash ketchum
1: i don't think it's bad ash ketchum is a 10 year old boy voiced by a 40 year old woman did not sound like a 10 year old boy definitely doesn't act like a 10 year old boy
0: or or hell what about um the english dub for harahee the the main character is voiced by a 44 year old woman Wait in the dub? In the yeah, in the dub. When Wendy Lee is forty, well, well, I think she was forty four when it was when she recorded that. And she's supposed to be like sixteen, yeah, and she's supposed to be sixteen, seventeen years
1: old. Yeah, it's just how, that's the it's industry, character. Man. I
3: think Haruki has the disposition of a forty four year old.
1: Okay.
0: Well, that's a good part, point to move on. So, next topic we want to cover: um, do these depictions of lolis and shotas necessarily pose a threat to or increase the chance of real world harm to actual
1: children I mean, oh. I'm gonna keep this short and simple. I don't think so. Because. I don't think so either. I said I was gonna keep it short and simple, but uh, the summary of it is just that people who are pedophiles and people who are lolicons are, to me, different. That's not to say that there's no crossover, there could be, but generally, people who can keep themselves in check for their kinks and all that stuff will keep themselves in check, right? Like, let's. Yeah. yeah.
0: That, that, that has more to do with willpower than anything else. Yeah, and.
1: Yeah. That's, that's just that's it. <laughs> it's done that's all i want to talk about we've
3: talked yeah we talked about the distinction between the criminal themselves and the media used to justify quote-unquote justify the criminal act and they're very different um okay but another i think does anyone else have anything to say about that
0: no i think we already covered it
3: yeah okay so i think that another like related point to that that we haven't really talked about is that is lolly shota content offensive to victims of child abuse
0: um
2: it definitely i, I think be. if you
0: are a victim of child abuse you probably aren't in actively seeking out uh content that <laughs> engages in stuff that could be considered child abuse so if the victim of child abuse never sees it can they be offended by it but shali
3: shali shali's is that like an no. intersexed loli stop okay no Um, lolly shota elements are, like, really common in mainstream anime that really has nothing to do with, of like, sexual themes. They're just thrown about everywhere, so... I mean even if you're not looking for it you might still find it yeah but it's I, I guess, guess All right, <laughs> but that.
1: the lolly Shotas that we see on mainstream television that's you know aired everywhere is pretty fucking like PG right you it's PG but you have to the, you have to really the, look the for, sexual like,
3: the... themes there like literal sexual themes that maybe not like fucking but like hitting on yes.
1: I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the lollies and the shotas in these mainstream shows are just used as like, ha look at this lolly or shota. Ho-ho-ho-ho. You know, it's not so explicit like in uh, Bakemonogatari where he's literally kissing her chest and bouncing her up and down. Like groping yeah. and groping Hachikuji. Yeah. So I'd say- the- is
3: it though? I feel like a, a lot of harems have a lolly that is sexualized. And like a lot of non-harems, just a lot of, a lot of shows that have- uh, female cast, there's a token lolly that is sexualized.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's just part of the culture, though. There's, you know, in harems, especially, there's always going to be a lolly. There's always going to be an onesan. I, I, there's always going to be a I'm childhood saying, friend. Like, that, that doesn't necessarily mean
0: people can't be offended by it, which is, it is a, it's completely valid that people could be offended by that, especially if they were a victim of child abuse. I don't really understand yeah. the question
3: here. <laughs> like, so basically, the thing is that, okay, in Japan... Um, this is pretty, like, this is pretty common. They air anime, um, on day television. And the mainstream stuff, some of it, has sexualized lollies in it. Which will be seen, presumably, by victims with- of child abuse. Because it's so publicly available and shoved in the Japanese public space. So, is that okay?
1: I think it's okay for them to air their content. Because I don't think the intent of the content creators were- was to, like help open the scar and make it harder for this person to be on their path of recovery. I feel like that's more of a mental thing. I mean, obviously, if yeah. if you get offended at it, you get offended at it. But if the intent of the creator was just to, like, it's just a running gag of, like, this type of trope then I don't see much of a problem with that. Obviously, if you're that offended by it because of culture, like, people... Just turn it off. Well, the the people who claim, claim themselves to be lollicons, right? That specific culture of, like, neckbeard, they are pretty kind of fucking weird. And I wouldn't necessarily say that, um... I wouldn't not be offended because I'm, I'm actually pretty sure I would be offended by those type of neck beards who have like waifu pillows of 10 year olds if I was an abuse victim or uh, I guess I would be a Shota since I'm a boy. Am I a boy? I don't remember anymore. Shota does a,
3: not denote a, <laughs> <laughs> a victim of child abuse. <laughs> yeah. Oh God.
0: Um, but uh, t- the point I would like to make is like, I, I think John's right. I don't think anyone who does these sort of um, depictions of lowly or show to characters actively seeks to op- open up mental scars of people. And the, the simple fact is, if people see if people do see this and they are offended by it, they can always turn it off. They don't have to watch it. They don't have to support it.
3: I'm saying that sometimes you don't have the option Like you can be. You can always pub- turn a TV off. No, trust me. I've you done can- it many times no. in my life. You could be at a public venue with a public television playing Leave. something. Don't you think that's disruptive to someone's daily life?
0: I think if it's a if it actually is a public venue, they're probably not gonna be showing stuff that's too sexually explicit.
3: I'm saying that they probably
1: will. Then because I think- a
3: lot of the anime is publicly done on day television.
1: Well, if they're yeah, really that offended, that. they then they should do something about it. Obviously, yeah. Like, I'm not gonna sit what here and mean, tell them to. What, what do you mean? What would they do? Well, for starters, if they're at a public Go to venue, <laughs> right? First of all, if someone who is a, a victim of child abuse wanted to go to a public venue that did show like borderline lollicon rape then i don't think they are at the right venue quite honestly but they can take it up with anyone who's in charge like hey like that's not cool yeah take it up with management create create an online support group
3: (laughs) sure so would you say that um that kind of content maybe not offensive but is it insensitive is it out of taste
0: Oh, it can certainly be done in bad taste, of course.
1: But, I mean... I mean, there are, there's you,
0: comedy that's done in bad if taste. If you
1: go to, like, a public venue or an event, like, let's say you go to Comic-Con and you go to the aisle that has a bunch of lolly dujins, you can't just go there and be like, I'm offended at this. Like, you know that this is a place where these type of people gather. Why are you here telling them to shut their shit down just because you're uncomfortable? Like, you made all this effort to get here. If it was, like you said, in a public place, like, I don't know, we're downtown in Manhattan, and then all of a sudden people started playing lolliporn, I'd be like, yeah, that's fucked up. No, that should not happen. But if it's just an innocent thing, like, look at this show, and it has little girls in cute dresses, then I'm just like, well, it's just little girls in cute dresses. Don't sexualize it. It's not overtly sexualized. It's yourself and your mind doing it. I feel and like it, it, a lot of shows do overtly sexualize. I think it's just because okay, it you're, does uh...
2: depend on the show. It does depend no, on no, the I'm show. No, no, I'm not
3: even talking about like Shotas. Like, I don't see a lot of Shotas overtly sexualized. I'm talking about a lot of Lollies are overtly sexualized, which obviously I am not doing because I am not interested in that personally. <laughs> but I see it happen. <laughs> so, well, I don't know. Maybe we just watch different shows. <laughs> I
0: think, I think it has more along the lines to do with what John said. Like if it actually is in a public venue, you have a couple of options. You can either take it up with management. If you truly are offended, you could leave, you could start a support group or something. Um, You could start a discussion online about it. Um, But I think that if you truly are in a public place and you're that easily offended by it for whatever reason, whether it's because you were a victim or whatever, you're in the wrong place i mean really
3: like i'm talking about the situation where like yep you go to the dentist there's a television playing daytime television an anime comes on and a a lolly is groped ask them to change a channel Okay.
1: Alright, first of all, who the fuck <laughs> plays anime during daytime television at a dentist's office? This is so unrealistic of a situation. A damn good dentist. A damn good dentist. I don't think you want that dentist to be taking care of your kid's teeth, by the way, then. You
0: may I can no, just imagine like done. going in for like a root canal or something, and they put you under with the novocaine, and they just put a TV in front of you while you're having the the operation. It's like some loli getting groped, and you're
2: just talking, "Doc, doc, doc, turn it off,
1: turn it off, get from my mouth." I don't know what oh. you want us to say here, show. I really, I really don't.
3: I don't know. I don't like. You don't believe that, like sexual depictions of lollies are publicly displayed in japan
1: well since i haven't been there i can't say yeah i i, I can't say for a certain i i I'm assume not,
0: there's got to be at least one depiction something. i mean i feel like Hold on. I'm, gonna, <laughs> if, I'm
2: gonna hit tom up see, see if he knows if we, we went I'm to like
1: akihabara right i'm pretty sure there'd be a lot of moe lollicon trash there just to get like, get those neck beards in there to buy shit like no joke probably that But, again, we know that Akihabara has places like that. Maybe you shouldn't go to Akihabara if it's going to trigger you.
3: The only thing I know for a fact, because, like, obviously, I've I've been to Japan for, like, two weeks, but I obviously haven't, like, been to a dentist's office in Japan or anything. (laughs) I don't know Japan that well, but I know for sure that there are anime posters on public trains, and some of them are sexualized lollies. So that <laughs> make the
1: money i mean shit they got oh all these neckbeards to leave their apartments and give them money again, what about
3: the victims okay whatever we can move again, on because we're if not you going truly anywhere are
0: offended <laughs> if you truly are offended there are there are ways you could let that be known
3: but should you be promoting this offensive content in the first <sighs> place god so insensitive i'm moving Think on about because you could argue this for the rest of your suffered. fucking life all right oh so God. what
1: we're gonna do now is just blindfold everyone chop their hands off and we're all gonna live under the strict regime of fear show where we have literally sure no depiction of anything we can't even see and we can't hear we can't speak so no one can offend anyone anymore
2: yep sounds good to me
1: mine fish on sure. that
0: note yeah <laughs> on that note moving on um, so the last couple of points that we want to make here, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, is the concept and use of Lois and Shotas necessarily unique to Japanese and otaku culture, or Most do we think not. there are Western equivalents?
1: All right, I'm confused so, about the question, don't... man. <laughs> is the concept so, and use more... of Lois and Shotas unique to Japanese culture um i would argue that it's no because first of all lolicon is derived from lolita which is from like you know the, that dude who wrote that book lolita
3: a russian
0: novel
1: yeah which talks about yeah, but his attraction that was to his that
3: was really counter culture though it wasn't really
1: yeah but
3: endorsed by the majority culture
1: <laughs> i mean i would say that lolicon and shotokan and all that stuff they're used as terms to just describe in a negative way a person but as time has progressed and the culture has advanced, we've just come to accept it. Like, yeah, if I like a certain thing, then I would be considered this. Like, if I like, um, Mecha, yeah, I'm all about Mecha, then I would be a Mecha head, right? Or...
3: Robocon. A Robocon.
1: <laughs> a Robocon. Robocon. I'd be a Robomaniac. That's what they would call him. You'd be how, a...
0: How do you fuck a Gundam?
1: Well, first of all, <clears throat> have you ever bought a Gunpla and assembled it? You can... just. No, I haven't. You should. <clears throat> Does it have a dick? Well, I mean...
3: He... <clears throat> You use industri- industrial-grade lube. Industrial-grade lube.
1: Mm. Industrial-grade well, lube. My point is, like, Japan definitely coined the term, and that's where it started, you know, calling someone a lolicon or a shotokan, but I don't think there are any Western equivalents to it because most of the Western culture adapts the Japanese culture, right? Like the weeaboos. The weebs, like us, just adapt their phrases. It's not like we've re- reinvented them. I don't have an equivalent so, to saying lolicon <laughs> other than calling you a pedophile or a titty, or a kitty tiddler, diddler, whatever. <laughs> kitty a kitty fiddler, you mean? Oh, no. Diddles, diddles kitties. I think you mean a kitty fiddler. A kidly, I don't. <laughs> a,
0: kidly... <laughs> a kidly, a kidney fiddler, what? <laughs>
1: um... I don't have any other equipment.
0: <laughs> That's a really weird sexual fetish. I like to go to hospitals and fiddle people's kidneys. Hey, man,
1: don't knock it till you
0: try it.
2: <laughs> Lord
3: well the uh things that came to mind when i wrote this question was um the gay term twinks which i personally um think is equivalent to a shota. where if you don't know what a twink is it's like a young gay man that looks like he look he has boyish features i did not know so
1: uh, oh you didn't no like, I thought so, Twink was like, equivalent to just calling someone gay. I did not know that. All right, okay. No, No. Like, there's, it's an actual subculture are, like, within, like, gay culture. Oh.
3: Like, skinny, not a lot of hair. They look boyish. They have boyish features. They look Definitely young. Definitely boyish in the
0: face. Huh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did not
3: know that. Um,
1: and. <laughs> oh, it's like when you call <laughs> and... <laughs> someone a bear, right? Yeah. Bear. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like the opposite yeah, exactly. All right, okay. I get it now.
3: And, like. Um, on Pornhub, one of the top searched, uh, <laughs> phrases I you didn't is... you
2: did use Pornhub.
3: Barely legal. Shut up. I don't. Barely legal. <laughs> I read this Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. On, uh-huh. So, like, I feel that the culture of Lolly Shota is not so far away from Western culture. Because I feel like there are definitely elements in our culture, in our popular culture, that endorse childlike features in um in what we would consider attractive mates i mean if you really so want to if you want to
1: go down that route like jailbait is an equivalent because jailbait as a term <laughs> in western culture it just mm-hmm. means like a woman who we know definitely is younger than 18 so she's not of legal age but she looks super hot right that's just jailbait and it, it's not restricted to any type of age they could be 14 and if they have a dynamite body like oh that's jailbait you know so that it's yeah true.
0: and that, that that's a term that's typically applied to women and not men. Yeah. more often than not
3: it can be applied to men but it's more often than not applied yeah. to women so that's all i have and honestly. that's like need... that's like jailbait i would say is like a pretty socially acceptable term to use when really you're saying like i find this underage person attractive which if you said that then you know you'd get weird stares But if you say jailbait, it's okay.
1: Well, I mean, in (laughs) a group of friends, when they're talking about younger women, they'd say jailbait, you know? Because it's a group of friends type of deal. I mean, you wouldn't go around talking to a stranger like, oh, man, look at that jailbait right there. Like, they would look at you and be like, officer, I think I have a potential rapist pedophile next to me. (laughs) Moshi Moshi 911 It's
0: it's kind of a term that, that men who know can use to tell men they don't know that, hey, don't go after that one. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel you'll like have a, l- a bad time. <laughs>
1: You're going feel, to jail.
3: <laughs> I brought up this question, or I wrote down this question, because I feel like a lot of prejudice against all these sh- Shota's. The reasoning they use is like, "Oh, it's so foreign from our culture. This is so weird. Like, why would you do that? That's so weird." It's like, but your culture does it too. I mean, so, you have a bunch of know.
1: old dudes. <laughs> Like, you know, 50, 60-year-old dudes who want to date blonde hair, blue-eyed, five foot three, straight-from-Russia type of women who are barely 18. How is that any different? Like, I, I'm I willing— feel like
3: that's— Is that frowned upon? Because I feel like that's frowned It's frowned really, upon, <laughs> but it
1: happens a lot more often than you think. And I feel like if there was no stigma against dating people who were 16, like, let's say we lowered the legal age of uh consent to 16 instead of 18, we'd have plenty of 50, 60-year-old men trying to date 16-year-olds. So I feel like— the fact that people view it as like oh that's disgusting they're pedophiles i'm like well there's a line here like there are plenty of men who won't say that they'll date a 16 year old but i guarantee you given the chance to the opportunity to without being caught and no repercussions for it they will i think it's bullshit that yeah. they say they don't that's a lie
3: i feel like if the age of consent did lower that there wouldn't be too well there might be a bit of a backlash but i feel like in general the culture would accept it in america or in the west in general so I mean, Well we, I feel we like-
1: accept it right now. You know, a 16-year-old bangs a 19-year-old, that's fine. A 15-year-old bangs an 18-year-old, that's questionable, but generally fine. But then when we raise that to like a 25-year-old bangs a 16-year-old, like that's questionable, then we double that age. Well, a fifth-year-old bangs a 16-year-old. That's, that's rape, that's pedophile, that's stigmas against it.
3: Which really doesn't make logical sense to me.
1: It doesn't, but that's <laughs> but how whatever. it is. It, that's how it is. Most of it isn't logical, is the thing. People think it's fine for but, the people, like a 16 year old banging a 16 year old. That's completely fine. Like, that's kids, that's teenagers, that's what teenagers do. But then that 16-year-old now goes and bangs someone who's literally twice her age, like a 32-year-old. There's a stigma now. I'm like, what was the difference between a 16-year-old, 16-year-old, versus a 16 and 32?
3: Well, you would argue that there's a, a difference in power. But, I mean... If a 16-year-old, the 16-year-old consented if a 16- to it... If,
1: like, I mean, that brings up the, I, uh, the article I linked a couple of days but like, ago. They
3: say, I mean, legally speaking, they say a 16-year-old can't consent to it because they're not in power. They don't have the power to consent.
1: Yeah, that's legally, but if we're talking medically, you're uh it's 21, right? 21 to 25 is when your is frontal cortex finally like fully develops so you can actually make sound and logical, well, you they say you can make sound and logical decisions.
2: <laughs> Allegedly sound and logical decisions. 23 to 25 if i remember right 23 23 25, yeah. right? So well,
1: that's like mid 20s yeah, but um like in the case that I uh, I posted a couple of days ago uh the co-creator of CS Counter-Strike who was soliciting sex from a um was it? I forgot what it was called. One of those uh, escort websites, and it turns out that one of the girls that he was seeing was actually underage, and she was 16. Now, he's being charged with, you know, obviously having sex with a minor and all that stuff, but he didn't know she was 16. He didn't look for a 16-year-old or anything. He went through a third-party website that promised him to get escorts. You know, he pays for their time. And that girl is the one who broke the law. She's 16 years old, but she chose to sign up for this uh-huh. site, which clearly says she has to be 18. But she—the
0: website broke the law yeah, too. Yeah.
1: So, like, there, that's my scenario. Like, why is it? Why is it that this case now that we're looking at, we're looking at the dude and calling him a pedophile and calling him scum? I personally don't think he did anything wrong. Like, obviously, if he wants, uh-huh. he's obviously a powerful man or a, a successful man has a lot of money. If he wants to spend his money on escorts, and the escorts so happen to just be basically high class process, What's the deal? And if she's, if it was a 16 year old that snuck into an 18 year old event, it's like, well, you were supposed to be 18, but you were the one who broke the law. You know, I don't think this guy did anything wrong, but they're going to label him a pedophile. He's going to be a sex offender now.
3: So, say hypothetically, he did know she was 16 year old. 16 year old. He did know she was 16 years old. Um, but he still solicited her, would that change your view on this? Yeah, if he was soliciting because... her
1: because he knew she was 16, not the fact that because a she looked young, story. that's yeah. a whole different thing like
3: i the thing is i wouldn't we can't we don't go ahead
1: i wouldn't necessarily say that he was a pedophile still because again like i said i guarantee you a lot of men look at 16 year olds and you're just like damn i want that but they just know they can't have it so they don't say it they're just you know suppressing themselves because they have to because society is like that you're not allowed to fuck a 16 year old unless you're 16 yourself
3: so, like the problem with this situation is that we can't read his mind; we don't know whether he actually did know or did not know. He says he did not know, but we can't prove that and if we let him off the if we let him go scot free, then it's setting a precedent for other people to say that, "Oh, I didn't know, but did you actually not uh there's like really not any good solution as to. Like, the the only good solution would be to know what he was thinking. But, but since we can't know that, I think the only practical solution is to arrest him for child uh molestation
1: i mean here's the thing though um, he goes through yeah a third party website <laughs> that hooks you up with escorts right these are it's um mm-hmm. this website is geared towards successful rich people who don't want to waste time on finding dates and stuff they just want a young pretty person you know they want sugar babies that's what they want and they're going to be sugar daddies or sugar mamas
3: actually you know what i think there is a solution to this is prostitution illegal where he is?
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's illegal. Know? It's in it was in yeah. Washington. It's illegal. Oh, it's it's illegal. However, so if you, however, if... I'd like to point out that he <laughs> used an escort service. So this is not technically prostitution. What you do is you pay this company to send out one of their um. It turned
3: into prostitution. No,
1: no, no you're not guaranteed sex. Sex is not on the table. It's just you're literally just buying their time for the evening. And I can tell you that with escort services, a lot of the older gentlemen and uh, and, uh, women who use the escort service only just want a good time, like have good company. Like you have the you generally speaking, the escorts are just people who know how to talk to you to make you feel like you matter at the moment. Like that's yeah, that's that's why I think it's a world of difference between prostitution because prostitution is literally you just pay for sex. Just because in an escort service that it can end in sex doesn't mean it's prostitution. That's completely up to the um to the girl or the guy if they choose to sleep with the person.
3: But if they cho- if they do choose, does it not then become prostitution?
1: No, because if you go on a date with a girl and you pay for everything and at the end of the date she wants to have sex with you, that's not prostitution.
2: Okay,
1: that's my argument.
0: If I may, uh, if if I may get this back to lollies and shotas. <laughs> go right ahead. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I don't even know how I'm gonna segue this. Um, <laughs> I I honestly don't. So I'm gonna go on to the next point because I think we've thoroughly explored this point. I know. I, yeah.
1: think, I think it's a little. Um. So the, <laughs> the final
0: the kid the, the final point um, I want to throw out there, and then we'll we'll end this. I swear. I just, this has been going on for a long time. Um. Does the does the age of the viewer of of Loli's and Shotokan... Uh, content have any impact on the actual ethics of viewing it
1: i would say it depends on the media that they're watching like obviously there are pg-13 risque lolly type stuff like um dog days if you've ever seen dog days that's considered pg but they have like tentacle monsters and stuff and they put the little girls who are doing transformation scenes in like sexual positions like this show is obviously dirty minded but it's technically nothing wrong because if a child saw that they'd be like oh there's a tentacle monster but us adults because we're all dirty and disgusting filthy things we've lost our innocence long ago we automatically go oh my god that's so lewd (laughs) so it adults are lewd because we've seen some shit man we know we know shit
3: oh no
0: (laughs) (laughs) but like if an underage person views obviously an underage person viewing porn is obviously illegal um but don't act like you haven't done it before i mean they have
1: an age rating system for these shows right like like i said dog days is an example of a pg it's a literal pg um magical girl show type of deal like he goes to a different world and they do like pg things but they have risque scenes that as an adult you'd be like oh my god that's like filthy because we have dirty minds but if you were a child like age 10 years old and watching it you wouldn't you'd be none the wiser it's just like watching disney movies and seeing the uh, the adult jokes like i've rewatched plenty of child cartoons and i've seen or child uh sh- cartoons or movies like toy story and stuff or lion king and you see a lot of sexual jokes that just go over your head when you're little, but they're kind of just there as like a, a nod to the parents, right? Yeah, So it's aimed at the I parents mean, that brought their children to the show.
3: I think it's very different um, verbal sexual jokes and physical sexual jokes. Like, I feel like it's very easy to um, for a verbal sexual joke to go over your head and then a physical sexual joke may, may not go over your head because it's in your face. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but again, you know, if you were a small child, you wouldn't know what that was anyway, so it wouldn't matter that much. It wouldn't make an impact if you didn't know. That's what I'm really. Do you
3: really think that 13 to 15 year old guys or boys don't? Ellie don't like all right so first of all sexual themes
1: being a pubescent child you see sex in everything like you can look at an extra curvy piece of wood and you'll be like oh my god i need to bust <laughs> the nut right now right you're just a horny teenager i'm saying oh, well. okay if so, a five-year-old kid a pub- goes and watches a five-year-old like rated for 5 year olds, show and they have adult <laughs> jokes that's fine because the adult jokes are not for okay. the kids the kids will never get that
3: so so what if a pubescent kid watches Sword Art Online and l- really likes the tentacle rape scene in the first season. Not the Asuna one.
0: First off, they have shit taste in anime. Second of all, they deserve it because they're watching a shitty anime. I mean, the show, the show is... Sword
3: Art Online is rated PG-13 yeah. so they can watch it. Um, like, is that pedophilic? I mean, not pedophilic. Is that like ethical? Because... Lolly is getting raped
1: (laughs) I mean she was in a rapey Situation but she didn't actually get Raped like she was being Molested right sure it was just To showcase how creepy the dude is but then i wonder could you use that defense in court obviously like they intended to the the intent of that scene specifically was to just make you hate the bad guy that he's just a fucking scumbag okay wait to
3: be specific i'm talking about the scene where the lolly dragon girl gets like attacked by like some plant tentacle thing out of nowhere Oh yeah, and she gets like groped and then kirito has to like save her like that just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, but that's very
1: sexual. However, that's just a trope of like tentacle plant monsters doing tentacle plant monster things. It wasn't like, like Kirito was like woo baby, or then or then had lecherous looks.
3: Uh, she was like making noises and blushing. Yeah, because
1: that's the trope. You can't say
3: that it wasn't. Yeah, but like it's intended to be a sexual trope.
1: Yeah, but that's the joke. That's that's for the ha You look at you you Is sick bucks, You wait, like tentacle plants. That's supposed to wait. That's
3: that's not a joke, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's not for comedy. That's for pandering. Yeah,
1: it's pandering Anyways. to people who like tentacle porn. And what if that kid likes tentacle <laughs> <laughs> porn? Then he, he has a new kink. What are you to shame him oh, for? Yeah. What do you- He's, I he's ex- clearly one of us if that's the case. I expected you to not kink shame anyone. So, you of all people yeah. I thought I would didn't be, shame you anyone. Of all people you the question. I questions. thought would be a lot more tolerant of other people's kinks. I excuse you. What are you implying?
2: What's the you people? <laughs>
1: what do you mean? Oh you my. People? Anyway, I think we're uh, getting off topic here because I don't think again, Anyways. I do not think there is a problem with that. I don't think there was any impact involved. <clears throat> to that child's mental health and only because you are in a dirty adult and it, you're the one thinking of <laughs> tentacle rape and you're the bad person but what a dirty the, dirty I shows mean,
3: like i mean kids can think of tentacle rape too like even at that age
1: yeah if they're pubescent and they're going through puberty then obviously the hormones are raging they'll connect the two dots and they'll be like i wonder why my penis is hard but you know <laughs> what's wrong with that they're exploring their their sexual sexuality <laughs> like they are turned on by so that's they're turned on by tentacle so like, porn what
3: so that's the point in that like it's okay for kids to watch other kids get raped. This is very strange. that's a very strange sentence to <laughs> have but like it's problematic because adults are watching it but like the content stayed the same only the viewer changed. I feel like what you're <laughs>
1: implying that the rape happened like there was no penetration the rape didn't happen all it was was okay, just
3: whatever it was a rape situation they were implying rape okay. I don't know. Okay. It was unconsensual. There was sexual groping. It was rape. Don't even talk to me. The
1: plant monster no, did not You don't need gro- penetration <laughs> for rape. God. tell How do you know there was no penetration? You know You're right. This is- oh, my God. Just <laughs> stop. I'm just going to stop now because this is, this is getting out of hand. This is getting out of tentacles. <laughs> this is getting out of tentacles for sure.
0: <clears throat> I personally... I I don't I think kind of along the lines of John where the age of the viewer doesn't necessarily have any e- bearing on the ethics of the situation as is. Now if you want to if you want to say it's bad parenting, letting a young child watch something like that, then sure.
3: I mean, kids watch all tons of shit. <laughs> like, is it really? I mean. The parents can only do so much.
0: True. And if a child wants to find (laughs) gross shit like that, then they're going to. It doesn't matter what you do. The
3: Japanese system rates it PG-13. So, like, what are parents supposed to do? (laughs) They can still tell
0: their children, no, you can't watch it. I'll beat your ass. I mean, sure. You got to be on your report card.
1: I don't think a lot of children even watch (laughs) PG-13 anime, quite honestly. (laughs) I feel like in Japan, anime is a phase thing where, like, when you're a child watching anime, it's fine. Like, watching Yokai Watch or something. Then by the time you hit, like, middle school, there's, like, only a small handful of people who are still watching that type of stuff. Like, and then the, yeah. getting into a hardcore, like, SAO with the tentacle rape scene stuff. I think that's rare. <laughs> I like how SAO is hardcore. Hardcore rape scene <laughs> yeah. stuff. Can we please, apparently, can
3: please not label show, SAO as hardcore? You show it is. No, I use S A O because it's like such a soft. Co- it's like such a common. It's like, a floppy penis. Soft. Stop. <laughs> it is a floppy penis. Stop it. <laughs> it's such a not. common stop show. It's it not. Is. It's not a niche show. It's a very common show.
1: <laughs> Anyways, yes, okay. I agree. We're with done. You. No, We're done.
3: I... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Fine. I, all I needed to done. hear.
1: Show agrees with me. There. That's it. <laughs> See, your <laughs> your night is complete, isn't it? I win. All right, Junota,
0: you got something to say?
2: Nah, fam.
0: Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna end this now while while we're ahead and we're the FBI hasn't broken down my door. I'm still here. Thank you all of the thank all of you out there for what. God damn it! Thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We really hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of this or any other episode of the podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or YouTube. If you want to keep up with what we're doing and have a little fun, you can join our Facebook group. You can follow our Twitch channel, and you can visit our website. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, concerns of this or any episode, feel free to us an email. Links to all of these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, Don't everyone. do fuck kids.
3: Good night. Oh my.
0: Yeah, don't, don't fuck, fuck kids. kids. Please. It's, it's not good. It's not good. <sighs>